Well, good morning, everyone. Glad to be here, as the gospel choir sang this morning. And by here, I mean the house of the Lord with you in the service one more time. Each time is valuable. Each time is a gift. Each time should never be taken for granted, for who knows how many times we have. I want to thank Marilyn for sharing uh, that gospel choir workshop experience with us. Um, I had a good time dancing during that. Well, we've been rolling along with what life's been bringing us this past week. And there's been a lot of things. Feels to me like we're in a river that's moving fast. And we can't get to the shore even if we want to. It's like we're in a rubber raft. You know, and the rapids, we're, we're, we're navigating the rapids. The novel coronavirus, the violent and graphic killing of an unarmed black man in Minneapolis, George Floyd, the outpouring of anger on that, in that country and on our continent and around the world, and the deep desire of young people and people of all ages for justice, for an end to racism, for liberation from oppression. And more than ever these days, carrying on the river analogy, it's feeling like we're all in the same boat, on the same river. We're one human family, witnessing and participating in the very same things. News travels fast at the speed of electrons. We're seeing what's happening in Cape Town, in Rio, in LA. We're connected to one another like never before. It's a new time in many ways. And new times call for new things, new, new ways of thinking, new skills, new structures. No one takes a patch of unshrunk cloth and sews it onto a pair of old jeans. If you do that, the patch will pull away and make a bigger tear. And no one takes new wine and puts it into old wineskins. Otherwise, the skins, a little bit brittle, will burst. The wine will be lost, so will the skins. For new wine, one needs new wineskins. Now, that's a saying of Jesus, one of his many parables. And for this Sunday and for the remaining two in June, parables will be our theme you may be aware from the announcement that there's a group of us from Rockway uh, meeting on Zoom on Wednesday nights to discuss a book by a biblical scholar named Amy Jill Levine. It's called Short Stories of Jesus, Parables of a Controversial Rabbi. The key word in the title is enigmatic, for that's what parables are. And I just want to give a bit of an introduction this week to the genre. Um, and also a few comments on this new wine and wineskins one. Um, parables are hard to pin down. They never mean just one thing. They're the form of teaching that Jesus preferred, and uh, Levine tells us that they were a common form for Jewish rabbis, and perhaps still are. They're sort of like appetizers rather than the whole meal. They're a morsel, they trigger a deeper hunger to figure out, well, what's really going on? 
What do you think this means? What do you think he's talking about? In this parable that was read this morning, what do you think Jesus was talking about with the wineskins? And what is the wine? Well, the new wine, the new wine. What, what new thing was happening in Jesus' time with Jesus, with his preaching, with his ministry? And what were the new things required to handle it or to facilitate it or to contain it? And now in our context, what's new, truly new that's happening? I was alluding to some of what, what I'm thinking. And so what's required to, to hold it, to allow it to move and flourish? Well, the parable invites the listener to do the work. It's a classic form of spiritual teaching, um, quite the opposite to spoon-feeding, you know, as in, okay, here's what I'm trying to say, this is how you're supposed to understand it, and now this is what you're supposed to do, and be sure to take notes because it's going to be on the exam. With parables, it's never that clear. Good spiritual teachers know the students need to come to their own realizations. They have to do the work. Just being told what the answer is doesn't cut it if you're really going to develop as a person and develop maturity. So good spiritual teachers give their students a challenge and then they accompany them in the struggle. Good teachers know that growth only comes through struggle. A poem by Wendell Berry says it very well. This poem is entitled, Our Real Work. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And that when we no longer know which way to go, we have come to our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. Wow, that's, that's a parabolic poem. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. Seems to me we're living in times then conducive to spiritual growth. For the mind is certainly baffled and the, the stream is certainly impeded. And so together we have some work to do. In all of the confusion and the chaos, what might be the new wine? Well, wine in the Bible is not a neutral image. It's a positive one. It's a symbol of new and abundant life. Like, this cup is the new covenant or the wine that came from the plain old water at the wedding of Cana, signifying exuberance, energy, joy. The symbol of wine is life-giving. But we know that not all new things are necessarily life-giving. So the first job we have is to discern where the forces of life are in the midst of, of all the newness, in the midst of all the chaos and confusion. And then the next second job, according to the parable, 
is to discern what's required to hold these new forces of life. What has to change so that the emerging life can be sustained, so that it's not all spilled and, and drained away? What new skills are needed? What new structures? And then the third stage is to discern these things on multiple levels. First, on a very personal level, amidst our own struggles in our homes, in our work, with our moods, with our fatigue, where might we sense new life pushing? And what might we need to do ourselves to nurture it, you know, to, to hold it, give it room? Then on a second level, a congregational level, what new things and good things are happening among us now in this time of separation? Where are we sensing the spirit, the, the spirit of resurrection and new life? And what do we need to continue together? And what might we need to change in order to nurture this new life? And then on still a wider level, on a social level, on a planetary level, amidst all the chaos that's happening in the world, what's hopeful and good? And how can we participate? How can we work with others to build the structures, the infrastructure, to support it, to birth it, to allow it to thrive. So we have lots of work to do. That's what parables are about. And no one's going to do it for us. We have to do it ourselves. But the great thing is we do it together. And we share our, our discernment. And I look forward to doing that over these next few weeks. Um, See you soon. Great to be here.